Hey folks, welcome to the Tindaloring Guys podcast. Glad you're here today, and we are recording live today at the Checkered Flag Tavern on the west side of Indianapolis. That is Washington and Morris Street. We'll talk about that more in a minute, but today I'm joined by my good friend and fellow comedian, Neil Snyder. Neil, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me. So, uh, this was your first experience at the Checkered Flag, right? Right. What'd you think? It was good. I had, uh, I'm not a big mac and cheese guy, but today that's, I didn't want anything breaded or really fried, and uh, that sounded good, and uh, a lot of good spice in there. They, uh, they had some jalapenos mixed in. It said it was Cajun, I believe, and uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Good deal, and I want to let listeners know we are recording outside. We ate on the patio today, so there's probably going to be a little bit of background noise. Hopefully that does not affect us too much. So, Neil, you have a album on Facebook called This Is Why I Died, and you post pictures of all this amazing food that you have had uh, all over central Indiana. So I want to ask you, did you grow up in a family of adventurous eaters? Actually, not at all. I grew up in a, in a household of mass eaters, uh, eating in bulk. Um, my grandpa um, grew up in the Depression, so I think there was a bit of pride that he had a farm and he could bring all the stuff out of the garden and we never had to be hungry. Um, we were also a family of six, um, and so when we went out to eat, we only went where we could quote-unquote get our money's worth. So we went to Duff's and we went to Ryan's and, um, you know, I never ate anywhere where I just got one plate of food, so I learned to eat large amounts, which is, uh, unfortunately followed me into adulthood, but, um, my parents, neither of them really ate much spice. They all ate very home style, farm grown, um, nothing really ethnic. So I didn't really discover that until mid teens, late teens and into adulthood. And you grew up in Crawfordville, a pretty small town, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very small. And I'm assuming back then probably no ethnic restaurants in Crawfordville. Uh, no, not really. I remember there was a place called New China Restaurant, and we tried it one time, and my, my dad was kind of thrown off by everything on the menu, and I got a hamburger, which ended up having bell peppers <laughs> and I think probably sweet and sour sauce, Now I look back on top, so I, I scooped all that off, and we just, we didn't do that. I took, uh, in high school, I took a class called World Geography, and we were at the old high school. Um, and we walked down to the China Inn one day. That was the first time I'd ever eaten Chinese food, and then one of my classmates, her parents, um, brought the the Mexican place to town probably my junior year. So those were really the first two, like, holy cow, there's food outside what I'm used to having right. um, that were there. But, yeah, as far as uh, um, could you get a lot of different food options in, in town at that point, no. Um, and really not a ton now. Um, you know, that's they do pizza and Mexican and, and Chinese very well. Right, um, right. <laughs> but uh, otherwise it's basically, you know, bar food and, uh, you know, it's a lot of pizza places. Very good, very good. So, uh, we both get to travel around a lot doing comedy, and uh, you put on some of the most unique comedy shows I've ever been a part of. We've done comedy in a Chinese restaurant, we've done comedy in a Mexican restaurant, all kinds of crazy places, little small town bars. So, I want to talk a little bit today about hidden treasure restaurants around central Indiana, places that maybe don't get a lot of press, uh, places that maybe folks don't uh, talk too much about. So, uh, you already mentioned the China Inn there in uh, Crawfordsville, and I'm assuming that's the same China Inn that's there today? Yeah, that's the one that you did jokes in. So so tell us about that restaurant. Uh, it's funny because the Chinese uh, cuisine is not owned by a, a person of Chinese descent. Uh, <laughs> his name is uh, Paul Barajas, and uh, he's a uh, uh, Latin descent. Um, 
and uh, I think he's always kind of wanted to open a sports bar. So his uh, his menu and some of the things he does are different. He also they do sushi there, which I believe is Japanese, right? So it is. Just, um, but you can get Corona on the menu. You can uh, you can get pepper steak. Um, there's there's been times that I've seen he'll do like a like a steak special that kind of thing. Um, I think their buffets are on Friday nights and select Wednesdays or something like that. Um, but. To me, that's the best Chinese food in town as far as the best way it's cooked. And I don't do a lot of wild uh, Chinese things. I know what I like. And uh, so basically, I'm going off things like sweet and sour pork. Like the, right. Um, it, it's, it's a higher quality of, of um, uh, I don't know, the, the meat, like the, the texture, everything right. like that. You know, there's, there's bell peppers and carrots and, and uh, pineapples in there versus just being, you know, the, the places where it's take a scoop off the buffet and it looks like a chicken nugget that kind right, of thing right 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 um but uh, yeah we did shows there for for quite a while and uh um you know he has kind of a diverse menu too if, even if you don't like chinese food there's probably something there he can cook up for you like and one of the things i don't even know that it's uh considered chinese but the um chicken corn velvet soup it's supposed to serve too um i've not been good at sharing that with another person but um <laughs> But it's on the menu, and it's like, if you don't know what to get, that's what I would get. Awesome. The China Inn in Crawfordsville, I seldom see anybody mention it. Their sushi is great. Uh, great atmosphere. They have a uh, sushi bar on one side and more of a, a dining room on the other. So what's some of your favorite other hidden treasures around central Indiana? Does anything come to mind? Um, it seems like everyone that knows the place... Um, reacts to it, but not everybody's heard of Mr. Gaddy's Pizza, so I need to bring them up. Mr. Gaddy's. Um, they are an endangered species in Indiana, but it used to be uh, so many small towns had them, and Crawfordsville certainly did. And when they went out, I was a young adult, I would go to Clinton to eat it. Um, now the closest we can get to is Martinsville, but uh, that's by far, to me, the best uh, sauce and the best sausage you can get on a pizza. Um, it's, it's not, uh, it's not fancy. It's not any weird style or considered gourmet, but to me, um, I have a lot of good, good memories, uh, reflecting back on eating there as a kid. And, and, uh, to me, it still tastes like it used to, um, as far as, um, stuff that maybe is not a franchise, um, Harrison street taverns one, I think that, uh, you should check out in Russellville, Indiana. Um, and where is Russia, Russellville? Most people don't end up in Russellville unless it's by accident. <laughs> like you actually have to go off of a major highway and through the country. Um, you have to deliberately try to go there. And there's not even much going on downtown any longer. There's a park, and there's like this restaurant. And the thing is, it's great inside. They have a great menu. Um, we've actually done some comedy shows there and, and sat, you know, almost 200 people in, in their garage area. Um, but. Uh, they will give you a, a grilled tenderloin. I don't know if they do bread in there. I always ordered the grill, but um, you will not be hungry when you get done with that. Um, it's it's a very large chunk of meat. It's very high quality. Um, and they do dinners in there because there's really nothing else in town. Um, there's people that don't even drink that go in there to, to, to eat. So um, Harrison Street Tavern is definitely a place. Um, it's funny because some of the places in Crawfordsville like aren't even... Uh, restaurants per se the uh the sunoco gas station is uh someplace i keep telling you you need to try to get, uh, try a, a tenderloin um it's because gas stations historically have been good food there they, yes there's a place out by the indy road pub on indianapolis road and i can't vouch if they're still serving food 
to that degree anymore if it's just, you know, Noble Romans or whatever. But at one point, they had daily specials. At one point, the hot deli at County Market was, was the thing to eat during the day. So um, I'm somebody that, that doesn't really buy groceries. I, I eat out all the time. And so, you know, inevitably, I'll discover places like this and realize, hey, this is a, this is a kind of a hidden gem. Well, that uh, Sunoco gas station in Crawfordsville is legendary among breaded tenderloin lovers. People drive over from Illinois and Ohio and Michigan, so uh, that's certainly on the uh, plus on the uh, must-do list. So let's talk about uh, one in Carmel. I know is your favorite, and I hardly see it ever mentioned. Mi Hacienda. Yeah, Mi Hacienda is a. Um, it's funny how I got there. I used to go to a place, uh, another Mexican restaurant in town. I guess I won't single it out because I don't mean to put it down, but there's only a few, but. I was going there, I don't know, four or five days a week, quite a bit. Um, and there was one day I went in there, and um, it was about 8.40, 8.50. They were going to close at 9. And so instead of sitting down, I said, well, I'll just go ahead and get this to go. And he knew me, and, and, and I was a very loyal customer there. Um, and I ended up having a $0.39 cent surcharge for takeout. And for whatever reason, that just rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> and the next day, I pulled into Mi Hacienda for the first time. I was like, you know what? Like, <laughs> let's try a new place. And uh, they weren't getting a lot of traffic back then. It was in the old Quiznos, kind of in a, in a bad spot of town. Like, not bad as far as, like, crime, but bad right. as, like, there's not a lot of businesses there. Um, it's in a strip mall with, like, a, like a mosque and a, a massage place and, like, a trophy place. Like, it's a weird mix. Um, but... Uh, I was the only person in there, and the owner, Miguel, made sure that everything was to my liking, and he talked to me, and we kind of started becoming friends, and I started eating there all the time. I even went there for a burger and fries one day because I wanted Miguel to serve me, you know? It was it was the, the hospitality I was getting. Um, and uh, since then, his business has grown a lot. I noticed a lot more traffic now, and he does a ton of takeout, a lot of uh, delivery, Grubhub, uh, DoorDash, that kind of thing. Um, but... Along the way, um, you know, while he's grown, we've kind of evolved our relationship too. And uh, um, I ended up being there for his birthday barbecue, uh, where I discovered that um, when he cooks for himself, it's a lot hotter. Uh, so that was uh, that was the different heartburn than I'm ever used to. I'm not sure what to blame it on. I think it was what they call the Michelada, uh, which was basically where your 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 beer is mixed with a Bloody Mary. Uh, Interesting. It's, it's, uh, uh, Whatever it was, it was hot sauce like I was not used to. Um, but we also do shows there now. So uh, every so often we will we will put on uh, comedy shows there. And it's kind of my way of telling him thanks and, and giving him a boost where we may have, you know, 60 people or 80 people there in a night that normally wouldn't be there. Um, and they can sample that food and hopefully come back as regulars. Great. And how about uh, Lauren and Mari's is another one in Carmel, Indiana. Um yeah, I almost feel like I'm cheating on uh, Hacienda <laughs> when I go there, but their their menu's different, and 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 they have. Um, I hope it comes back. Uh, the Sunday brunch buffet, they have a mix of American and uh, like American breakfast food and Mexican food, which is just phenomenal. Um, on they even have like club sandwiches. I mean, they have. I mean, they have a spread. It's fantastic, but um, they also have things that the Miguel does have on his menu, like uh, I think it's called caldo de res, which is like a spare rib soup, which is very good. Um, and so it's, I mean, it's on 116th Street. It's a large uh, building, but um, 
there's so many restaurants in Carmel, I can see how it might get lost in the shuffle too. So I'm glad you mentioned it. Right, right, right. So let's switch gears just a little bit here. Uh, we may come back to the hidden treasures in a, in a minute, but you're one of the uh, few people I have met who actually prefers a grilled tenderloin over a breaded tenderloin. Yes. Why is that? What is wrong with you? <laughs> I didn't know I'd be, uh, be uh, <laughs> scrutinized uh, and, and interrogated over that. Um, I don't know. I think I like a lot of things grilled more so than, than breaded. I, I, uh, I, maybe you would agree. Not everyone knows how to bread. Absolutely. Properly. Absolutely. Um, uh, if the breading's falling off or if it's just basically crumbled up crackers, like it's, um, I enjoy a good breaded tenderloin. But for whatever reason... Um, since I like the taste of pork, I like the, you know, I, and I like the mustard and, and pickles added to that. Um, and somehow that, that all works better uh, to me when it's just the, when it's just the loin uh, by itself. A little more pure taste, maybe? Yeah, you could say that. I mean, the, the, uh, the breaded tenderloin basically tastes mainly like the breading, right. I would say. And so, um, you know, if it's just a regular breading, it doesn't always excite me. Now, I've had some spicy breadings before, which are, are very good, um, but... Coming from someone who uh, receives prescription medicine for cholesterol, I think uh, maybe my nurse practitioner is happy that I sometimes choose grilled. Very good. Very good. Well, before we switch gears one more time, any other restaurants you can think of that are kind of fly under the radar you want to give a shout out to? Huh. Tippy's is another example of uh, a place in a small town that's got really good food. It's known for that, um, not just a bar. I know during the uh, coronavirus lockdown, they were having home-style meals and stuff like that that was uh, advertised each day, not just their pizza. So um, it's probably no accident that uh, the little spots where um, my comedy series is, you know, to bring comedy out to small towns that otherwise might have to make a major trip to go to a club somewhere. Uh, probably not surprised I choose places that have real good food. Uh, Tippy's in Winnemac, Indiana, also Ruggie's Dugout in uh, Monticello. Uh, I like being places where I can also enjoy really good food while we're putting on the show. Um, I think I've mentioned uh, a number of them. Um, I kind of made fun of Crawfordsville for having a ton of pizza places, but the class of, of the pizza places in town is, is a local place called Brothers, uh, which um, everything on their menu is pretty good, but the, the stuffed breadsticks are... Uh, unlike Ooh, anything I've had anywhere sticks. else, yeah, they're, it's almost a calzone how big they are, and uh, um, it's a meal in and of itself, and it's fantastic. So, um, you know, if you happen to find yourself in West Central Indiana and, and you're not one to go to a bar, um, Brothers Pizza is a very good place. And then um, another place that I that I go to a lot now is called Francis and Mount, um, and uh, he's done a lot of things to kind of keep his business afloat. Uh, he, he, he sought out to make it kind of a fancy place in Crawfordsville, which had limited appeal. And then the coronavirus hit and, um, he completely overhauled his menu and, uh, to kind of accommodate a lot of people. He actually right. does a lot of charity stuff too. And, uh, um, he's got like a foundation that's called, uh, feed the fam, uh, Francis and Mount FAM, um, where they were in hospitals and fire departments and this kind of stuff given food after hours and local businesses were helping with that um he was open 24 hours for a while so you get people that were getting off of weird shifts um and so he still keeps some of his fancy menu for weekends but you can also get a chili cheese dog there you can also drink a three dollar beer you know it's my my daughter can get a shaved chicken sandwich and and uh you know uh not have all the weird stuff that she's turned off by so 
um, I, I try to support non-franchise places most I can, and so, um, you know, if you haven't made it to Crawfordsville, those are some places I'd, I would look at. Awesome. Very good. So we touched on this earlier. You're, you're a stand-up comedian. You also book shows and organize shows. You uh, are on the road regularly with folks like uh, Donnie Baker and Haywood Banks and Dave the King Wilson and Dave Dugan. What got you started in comedy? <laughs> I hate telling the story, but I've told it enough now I can't really lie about it. Um, I tried stand-up to impress a girl. <laughs> um, I started dating uh, an open mic comic, and we would go to different shows, and she would giggle and and uh, just seemed so enamored by other males up on the stage, and I was like, I could do that. And so uh, I wrote a set and showed her I could, and, and uh, I don't even know that that really was the best thing I could have done. Uh, our relationship <laughs> did not last, but I kept doing comedy. So uh, here we are eight years later. You know what? We've been friends a long time. I'm not sure that I knew that. Yeah, I think you know who it was, too. So. Oh, I probably do, because I think I recall every girl you have dated in the uh, in the time that I have known you. So folks want to find out uh, where you're going to be, and we're not going to talk about dates, because you never know when somebody's going to be listening to the podcast. Uh, website, Facebook, how can folks find out? Um, I do things a few different ways. So um, if you're if you're trying to see my small shows right now, we've been doing stuff in Monticello, we've been doing stuff in Carmel, we've been doing stuff in Winnemac. Um, those things aren't always on on the Mad Hatter Show site. So you can follow Neil Snyder Presents on Facebook. Um, it used to be called Comedy in Crawfordsville, but since most of our shows are outside of Crawfordsville now, uh, it's, it's Neil Snyder Presents. Um, the bigger shows uh, tend to be uh, all sold through MadHatterShows.com. Uh, so you can go to that website. Um, we're also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Mad Adder Shows. Okay, very good. And those bigger shows, I know uh, you've had Jimmy Walker, Jimmy J.J. Walker from Good Times. Uh, Chris Catan, I think, uh, is going to be here up. later this year. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else who I've seen. We've uh, had Gallagher. We've Gallagher, had um, yeah. Louis Anderson. Uh, we've had uh, Jen Kober. We've had um, Kevin Farley. Yeah, so, um, so national and internationally touring comedians. Uh, yeah. So madhattershows.com, also Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, if right. you want to see the larger shows. Neil Snyder Presents on Facebook. Right. So, well, Neil, I appreciate you uh, joining me today. I hope you enjoyed your lunch at the Checkered Flag Tavern. Uh, is this someplace you think you'll come back to? Oh, absolutely, uh, especially uh, on the days where I'm... I'm feeling more comfortable with eating the breaded stuff. I've seen some stuff on that menu. I'm going to try the hot chicken next, I think. So um, there, there's several things that uh, that look good. Um, they don't. I don't know that they're all uh, uh, health food here. Um, <laughs> but that's the idea with the album. So that's another right. thing, too. Even if you don't uh, become my friend on Facebook, it's a public album. So if you want to see, uh, search that out, um, it's facebook.com slash neil s71 you can also just look up Neil Snyder. I'm, I'm uh, standing in front of a graffiti wall in Newark, um, and it's a public album, so I've probably got 80 photos in there right now of uh, places I've been all over, but mainly in the Midwest. Very good. Well, thanks for joining me, and uh, we'll catch you soon. All right. Thanks for having me. Well, there you have it, another episode of the Tenderloin Chronicles. Thank you for joining me, and you can find me online at thetenderloinguy.com, also Facebook Instagram, Twitter, and my very own YouTube channel. We'll see you on down the line.